Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show, the only show that likes to talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, what ifs. Uh, we got an episode on Netflix coming up. Stay tuned for that. Uh, all of the things. But this week, we are talking about Marvel's new animated series, What If. My name is DJ Woldridge, and with me today is a very special guest. Sal, say hi to the kids at home. Say hi. Hey, what up? For those that don't know who you are, who are you? Where can they find you? What are you up to that they should be looking out for? Well, thank you for the introduction, DJ. I'm happy to be here. Big fan of the show. Love it. Love uh, all of you guys out there with your moist little ears. Oh, mm-hmm. Deep I'm, cut. I deep cut. Made a reference. Uh, get it? But uh, yeah, I'm Sal. I'm from a YouTube channel called Comic Pop. I'm also available on the other channel we created for our live shows called Comic Pop Returns, Ooh. which other people in the spectrum have mentioned you know maybe we should uh, create a third channel called comic pop forever and mm-hmm. then comic pop and robin yes but that's when the comic pop empire has gone schumacherian yes and we'll wait until that happens mm-hmm. but uh, for now i remain sal from comic pop and you can find me in all those different places we talk about comics we get d- into the nitty-gritty when it comes to trade paperbacks and the uh, epic stories of new and old trying to appeal to both new and old readers alike people who are not even uh, only only a, a, t- a tinge of interest in comic yes. books and everybody who is like available who's so uh who's who's whose lifeblood flows with uh with the three colors mm-hmm. uh, but, but yeah man uh so thank you for be- thank you for having me dude uh, i'm so course. excited to be here yeah and i got to be on your show when i was promoting hellbent and that was a blast so it's really cool yes. to have congratulations you. by the way thank you thank you thank you yes now it's just about fulfilling those orders which by the way yeah, as of this as of this episode, people look for your inboxes. We're sending out um, um, the backer surveys through Backerkit, um, so keep your peepers peeled on that. And also, if you missed it, if you're like, "Oh my god, I missed it," you can go to hellbentcomicbook.com, click the pre-order link, and you can uh, pre-order it through Backerkit. So that's nice. the, the perfect segue. We didn't even plan that, but oh my god, <laughs> so synergy, man. Of course, you guys are listening to this podcast, so you know where you, iTunes, all that stuff, iHeartRadio, all that. Um, but if you listen to it on Spotify, uh, we ask a question every week that you can answer on Spotify. And Ray, and last week's question was, what character from another fr- franchise would you like to see on The Suicide Squad? Ray Raphael Alvarez said, Gray from Upgrade, Hutch from Nobody, Lorraine from Atomic Blonde, John Wick, Michael J. White, and lit- uh, as literally anyone, and <laughs> Okja. Uh, led by Judge Dredd, they fight the boy from Brightburn. I love Dredd. Uh, that's uh, one of my favorite comic yeah. book movies. Um, <laughs> not Judge Dredd, important distinction, no. Dredd. Dredd. <laughs> um, and then Xavier Thomas said, how about Chris Farley's character from Beverly Hills Ninja? Seems like a perfect fit, if you ask me. And then he asked, when is Hellbent coming out? It's coming, it's coming to you in November. It says on the thing. <laughs> that's thing. like that's like no time whatsoever man yeah it's coming it's coming i'm so working exciting. hard we just got we just um uh finished the uh interior the inks we're getting it lettered and colored now and it's just gonna be shipping out to your door in no time at all oh, yeah. but listen man we like to start every episode with what we're into this week yes. is there something you were into that you would like to share with the class today Oh boy, there you know there's so much to pick from, but I'm going to highlight a series that has just concluded just about two weeks ago, but maybe more uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, but that is Daniel Warren Johnson's Beta Ray Bill series. So good! Oh my god, so good! Uh, so five good. issue miniseries. 
all written and drawn by uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, who, if you're not familiar, is a, uh, a titan in yes. the comic book industry, has been drawing some epic, crazy stuff from Murder Falcon to Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Yeah. Incredible stuff. And he's given a chance to just go nuts in the Marvel Universe with, uh, for most folks affectionately referred to as Horse Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of my favorite characters uh, today as a result of the D-dubs treatment. Yes. And uh, let me tell you, dude, so many deep cuts, so many great references. He watches the movie Hook on mm-hmm. his sentient ship scuttlebutt. Uh, there are so many different amazing like sci-fi, metal, wrestling references throughout this series. It is, it, it is a sight to behold. And as I understand it, didn't sell great. And You're kidding me. I'm I'm not I and, and it's only been hinted at because somebody mentioned you know when are we going to get a sequel and D-Dub said uh, I wouldn't plan on it and oh, uh, because I it know. does it doesn't end on a cliffhanger but it definitely ends at a place where there's room for more absolutely yeah, yeah there's any yeah you could you could pick Bill up and drop him anywhere and this is a great this is a great jumping on point for the character and a terrific launching pad for the character in the future my hope is that there will be some kind of oversized edition because. Johnson's art needs that kind of like immersive oversized book that you can only get from something like say Silver Surfer Black, which if you haven't picked oh, that up, also great. Tradmore's amazing mm-hmm. art only uh, should be viewed in like larger than life uh, format. There's a book called uh, now it's called Thor and Loki Blood and Thunder, which uh, was a actually a readaptation of a mini series from Rob Rohde called Loki. And it was drawn by Asad Ribic, and that came out in this big oversized edition. And it's just beautiful Ribic art. Uh, and that this book deserves no less of a treatment. So I'm hoping maybe if we get some eyes on it, you know, maybe the trade sales will be good enough where they're like, oh, maybe we'll just have do- we'll just have Johnson do like an, an OGN or something. Just just go ham on something like that. I would love that so much. Um, uh, we had Daniel Warren Johnson on the show. He's he's lovely. Uh, it was great having mm-hmm. him on the show. So talented. I would argue, if not the at least one of the best artists working today. Yeah. Um, I think we're getting a Murder Falcon sequel, which I'm very, very excited about. I'm totally. hoping. Well, one, I would have been great if it sold better, so I wouldn't have to hope these things. But, but I'm still kind of waiting. That you know, I don't know about you. You're, I'm assuming, caught up on Loki, the show. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So once you see something, you know, you start thinking. Obviously, there's a season two, and you're just thinking about what you want to see. We got that tease of of Throg, and it's yeah. like, yeah, let's start busting out. We got a lot of Loki variants. Let's start busting out the Thor variants. Let's get Throg in there. Yes. And, and I've started wondering. We've got Thor: Love and Thunder coming out. We've got we're gonna get a version of Jane Foster's Thor. However, they decide to adapt that. And I can't help but wonder, like, okay, so real talk, when are we getting better, Ray Bill? Like, right. For, <laughs> like, when is it going to be Loki? Is it going to be a Thor sequel? Where, where do I have to look out for this guy? And maybe once that happens, maybe they'll be like, well, I guess let's tr- try this again. <laughs> right. Well, and because they had D-Dubs do this five-issue miniseries, it's like, this is the perfect Beta Ray Bill jumping on point for anybody. So when he shows up in the movie, you can just reprint this book, make it nice and big, and everybody will love this character. Um, which isn't to diminish anybody else's contributions to that character. Walter yeah. Simon is, of course, who helped invent the character. Yeah. His his work is unparalleled. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm expecting. I feel like w- YTT needs to be the guy to introduce us to Beta Ray Bill, just because he has kind of like a blank check at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, got, he's curried so much good favor from everybody from the last Thor movie that this next one, obviously, we're going to get a bunch of uh, fun deep cuts. I'm hopeful that 
horse Thor is one of them. <laughs> yeah, because I've I've had a long I've had a, a long standing love for Petteray Bill to the point where I remember there was a very brief Silver Surfer animated series. Yeah, uh, of which Petteray Bill showed up in, and even though I didn't really watch that animated series, I did get the Petteray Bill action figure, and I think it might nice. still be in a in a storage container somewhere. I want to the 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 this the miniseries reignited my love for the character, and yeah, I just I would like to, and now you you talked about that. Um, uh, they rebranded it this this collection as Thor and Loki. It's like, yeah, oh, could yeah. we get after Thor: Love and Thunder, like with the Loki series and the success of that, like a Thor Loki movie? Like, uh, what? oh yes, I mean we basically get that every movie, right? You know, they were yeah. like, well, you know, Tom Hiddleston auditions to be Thor, he doesn't get it. Oh, do you want to be Loki? And then he just steals the show. And then yeah. every Thor movie is just every Thor movie, and maybe one or two uh, Avengers movies can also have Loki in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't stop. So, yeah. yeah, please. We'll take it. We'll watch it. There's yes. no way we won't. Yeah. Hell, even if uh, Hemsworth doesn't want to do it anymore, if, like, the rumors are to be believed and Portman takes over as Thor, watching Tom Hiddleston and uh, Natalie Portman yeah. be Thor and Loki, I'm in. I'm interested to think we're going off in tangents now, but I'm inter- people have yes, started no, suggesting sorry. that, that uh, Natalie Portman might end up being a variant. And I find that, based off the Loki stuff, which and I find that mm. interesting because... They don't have the the, and they can do whatever they want. But the MCU does not have yeah. the intra- infrastructure right now to introduce Jane Foster as Thor because there's no Donald Blake. Like, that no. was kind of like the <laughs> Donald Blake picks up the fam- hammer becomes Thor. Is exactly. Donald Blake Thor? Don't worry it's about that. Complicated. Yeah, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like the whole Billy Bats and Shazam thing. I'm glad the oh Shazam movie just decided like, no, it's the same dude just in a grown up body, and we're going to move on as opposed Keeps to clean. Yeah, are they different people? Like, I think uh, Donny Cates did interesting stuff with that with Donald yeah. Blake in the comic, but like, yeah, there's no reason to get into any of that mess in the no. MCU. But but that's the point. So it's not like it's not like when Cap picked up Thor's hammer in Endgame that he became. Thor. He was just right. cap with the hammer. So I'm interested to see how they're going to figure Square this out. Circle. Yeah, yeah, it's going to take some some doing. I don't expect it to be a variant. I think it's just going to be Jane Foster picks up Mjolnir. And I guess maybe they'll do the cancer plot. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's cool. But it's just like, but Thor's a name. It's not a tight. It's not as... It's not Captain that's, America or Iron Man. It's the No, that's name. who he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, it's interesting. Speaking of Taika Waititi, um, I wanted to talk about uh, Reservation Dogs, which is a new um, FX series, uh, which is was co-created by Taika Waititi um, yeah. with Sterling Harjo. I'm so sorry. I, I'm going to list some of the actors' names as well, and I'm probably going to mess them up because of my stupid white boy mouth, so I'm, I apologize for that. But basically, yeah. the se- series follows um, four indigenous teenagers in rural Oklahoma, um, and the synopsis here is they spend their days committing crime uh, and fighting it, and it is delightful. It's 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 uh, uh, the the trailer got me really excited because when I first heard about this, for some reason, I thought it was going to follow indigenous people in New Zealand because Taika Waititi, like I just kind of assumed that that's what we sure. were doing, and yeah. so uh, uh, I it's in Oklahoma, it's in America, it's very American, um, and this is such a this is a perfect. Uh, um, vehicle for an fx series because it's not something we've spent a lot of american media has spent a lot of time in um and and it was also even though um Tekka didn't direct the first episode the first two episodes have dropped as of this recording i've only watched the first one he did not direct it it very much fits within 
um, what I would argue is his best work, like Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, um, right. Obviously, what we do in the shadows is more genre heightened, but it's still very like it. The, what makes what we do in the shadows work is it's slice of life within this horror movie vampire context. And so yes. the, I think it fits very well within that. Like we're just following people through their lives that it's sometimes funny. It's sometimes sad. It's just a lot of different things going on. Um, uh, and, and it is funny, but it's, it's the, the humor's uh, uh, more dry and I loved it. it. It plays with some certain like tropes we're used to seeing in American media of like, the spirit quest or whatever, like one of the, one of the main kids, uh, gets knocked out and he imagines, uh, talking with, um, uh, a, a forgotten native American war and it's fucking hilarious. It's That's so, cool. yeah, it's so great. Um, uh, so, and, and the, the lead cast is, uh, Devery Jacobs, DeFerro, Woon, Ah Tai, again, sorry, uh, Lane Factor, Paulina, Alexis, all the kids are great. Zane McLarnon um, plays Officer Big, and you might recognize him from Doctor Sleep. He was also in the Fargo TV series. Ooh. He's been in a bunch of stuff, and he's he's fantastic. He's so good. Um, anyway, cast is great, it's hilarious. It's something we haven't seen before, which I love seeing. Like like I, within these like fictionalized narratives, dropping in on on people's lived experiences that that we're not used to seeing. Yeah. I find it super rewarding, and uh, and, and I, FX has has such a great track record with shows. Period, but also shows like this. Um, I, I'm excited to spend more time with it, and it's cool that like um, you know, my wife and I just finished watching what we do. Caught up, obviously. There's a new season coming. What we do in the shadows, the yeah. TV show. Uh, we've started watching um, Wellington Paranormal, which, uh, for those that don't know, in what we do in the shadows of the movie, these two cops shows up, these two oblivious cops shows up. This is a spinoff of them dealing with other paranormal stuff and being equally oblivious about that. That's awesome. And so as much as I love like Thor Ragnarok and like what Taika Waititi is doing that stuff, these things, I, 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 I'm very impressed with his ability to spin off these ideas or capitalize on the success he has to create these more like either with like what we do in the shadows and Wellington paranormal, like comedic visions or with this kind of like more personal, uh, um, grounded stuff. Uh, it's cool shit. If you haven't checked it out, check it out, do yourself a favor, give it some love and check it out. That's what I'm into this week. Nice. Nice. I only heard the title. I have, I have not known anything about this. I've just been kind of like, did somebody misspell reservoir dogs? Mm -hmm. Like I literally have, it's not been on my radar. I've just seen it referenced, but now, I'm sold. I'm definitely going to check this out. Yeah, like I said, the first two episodes are out, so just give give at least the first one a try. And I totally, was similar. Yeah. I was a little like, like I, I, I it is a, a spin on Reservoir Dogs, but it's also like there it, there are there's a dog feral dogs that aren't in, in reservations are called res dogs, which I didn't know until I was I, I was watching that. this. And so it it is a little hard to talk about because I do find myself wanting to say Reservoir Dogs. And it's like that's yeah. not what this is. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's great. It's the the cast is good, and they do a good job of like because when we when we start, the four kids are like petty thieves, uh, okay. doing petty thief bullshit. And and personally, I I I, I at least in my own work and work that I enjoy, I fight the need to make people too likable. I feel like especially when you talk about like. Um, you know, especially like the Loki show, like trying to do backflips to undo the fact that Loki's murdered a bunch of people. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's um, a lot of work. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, and just, you, sometimes you just need to let people, it's, it's catch 22. Cause on the one hand, 
you want it to be realistic. You want people to be too likable. But then if you have a show like Breaking Bad, where where everybody involved in the show understands like, hey, Walter White's the bad guy. But then you right. get audience members that are like, yeah, Walt, Walt's right. You yeah. do, you Walt. It's like, no, that's not, that's not, the, <laughs> no, <dude. laughs> that's not the point of the show, man. That's not the point. Yeah, exactly. So it's a catch-22. But anyway, they do interesting things of where they, they, the, they lean into the fact that at the beginning of the show, these kids are like petty thieves. But they're kids, they're teenagers, so they're they're trying to figure out who they are. The reasons exactly. they are doing that are, I, I think, 100% valid. But they wrestle with that, and I think that adds some interesting dramatic tension. And I, I it is interesting because at the same time, and I'm not talking about it yet because I'm not, I haven't finished it, but I've been watching White Lotus on HBO. Okay, which has a few. It's this is more like rich white people going on vacationing in Hawaii. There's a few teenage <laughs> characters, and they're just the fucking worst. They're the fucking <laughs> they're the fucking worst. Um, because like, let's be honest, teenagers suck. You know, yeah. they've got the a lot. They've got a lot of the 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 um. What's the word I'm looking for? They're they're able to start doing. They have the independence. Yes. Of like adults, but they they still have kid brains, and so they're right. just the they're the worst of both worlds. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so. Reservation Dogs is like the flip side of that, where it's like I get why these kids are doing doing what they're doing, and they're, and they're figuring it out. They're trying to be yeah. like, well, should we? It's it's it, they do really inter- they make really interesting decisions with all that, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. Um, yeah. And again, like it's such a reservations. Uh, the indigenous community is such such a core part of our country that media yeah. never fucking talk never talks about not nope. once like um uh you and i are probably the scalped the jason aaron comic oh, yeah you know right. what i mean like and that's kind of it like that's that's right. it yeah. like oh, they, what's the yeah what's the influence on pop culture non-existent or yeah. virtually non or it's niche or it's they'll show you up gotta really find it as the bad yeah. guy or if it's a revisionist western as they like uh literally um if you watched jungle cruise uh the bit with the indigenous people in Jungle Cruise is literally the same exact bit as the Maverick movie uh, with oh. Mel Gibson in the '90s. Like it's the same kind of joke. Like it, and uh, and so it's that. It's they're, they're yeah. All, and so taking a moment and to to spend times in this community. Uh, another show that I think spent some time with, it, but I think show I love could have done better with this is Banshee had a had a, had a um, Native American community indigenous oh, cool. community as part of its plot. Um, anyway. That's it. Check out Reservoir Dogs. Res- See, I just reservation. Son of a bitch. We knew it was going to happen. We knew it, it was going to happen. happen. It was a matter of time. But listen, that's not why you kids are here today. You're not here to talk about these uh, Better A Bill or Reservation Dogs. Although you should do yourself a f- yeah. favor and check both those things out. Go buy Better A Bill so we can get more of it. Oh my god, <laughs> I want to see him use Twilight. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Now, let's talk about, let's get into the meat and potatoes. We're going to be talking about what if, so Sal, uh, as of as of the now times of us recording it, you have yeah. watched episode one, which is just That's right. Yeah. I'm, I only have access to the first one. I, it's one of those things. It's but, one of those uh, things. Listen, Here yeah, we are. Yeah, so, and, and so we're going to focus our conversation on um, episode one, season one, episode one, what if. Captain Carter yep. were the first Avenger. The synopsis is when Steve Rogers is seriously injured, Peggy Carter becomes the world's first super soldier. This episode was written by AC Bradley and Brian Andrews. 
Yep. Now, as of right now, on Rotten Tomatoes, What If has 89% with a synopsis, of, uh, a critic's consensus of What If may not add much to the larger MCU narrative, but surprising takes on beloved characters and some of the best action sequences in the entire franchise make for engaging viewing. And so for those that don't know, I don't know who you would be at this point uh, because how much they've marketed this. But basically, this is an adaption of the What If line of Marvel Comics where it's like, what if Spider-Man was part of the Fantastic Four? Or what if uh, so-and-so was Punisher? There's like 50 billion of what if so-and-so was the uh, Punisher. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Um, true. And using that within the mcu framework which again so this first episode is captain carter i have had the opportunity um to uh see the next two episodes i will touch on those spoiler free very briefly but let's let's start with this one with captain carter sal what did you what did you think about this episode i didn't know what to think when it first started i was very hyped by the poster and by promotional images uh the animation uh from the teasers looked a little confusing or at the very least dicey you know it's kind mm-hmm. of like oh what is it going to be is it going to be like a telltale game is yeah. it going to be kind of cell shaded is that what we're getting and uh despite any reservations you know went in with kind of optimism or at the very least uh you know an open mind and i was pleasantly surprised i loved this first episode uh, i think it it ends up being this first episode ends up being basically a movie yes it's not quite a show because it's not really delivering on any television tropes or principles. It's just, what if Captain America starred Peggy Carter instead? Mm-hmm. And, and we only had 30 minutes. Yeah. And so it's just Captain America, the best beats. But we pulled the thread of Steve doesn't become Captain America. Instead, Peggy becomes Captain Carter. Which, by the way... Not Captain Britain. You have Captain Britain. Mm-hmm. You're not going to use Captain, it. You don't have you, Captain Britain. Listen, this is a U.S. show. We're not going to give Britain that much airtime it, on that. It's the- weird. It's like, what, do you have plans for Captain Britain? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have plans for Union Jack? You're not going to use that name? All right, fine. Yeah. Um, all that notwithstanding, Captain Carter, I, I loved it. I just, yeah. I, I, I was, it, it has the same kind of spirit and fun of that movie, which yes. I thought was kind of impressive. Like, yeah. And I don't know if that's, trying to just approximate the feel of Captain America, the first Avenger, the movie, or if each episode will be kind of a, I don't even know what the show really is going to be. Like, is the next episode going to be another what if movie? Is it going to be another, like it's Iron Man, but 30 minutes shorter and this happens or I can help you with that a little bit. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would I would appreciate any any lifeline because I'm really because exci- I'm, I'm excited and I'm yes. not in any way disappointed, annoyed or uh, or not looking forward to more. Loved it. In yeah. my short version. <laughs> so when I went in, so so um, very excited when I got the the email with the screeners, and I watched the first episode, and I was so st- stoked for the show, just because it felt like all bets are off. You can yeah. do whatever. I I think animation as a medium is a really great medium. Which, by the way, they use it really well. I was yes. I had a, I had similar concerns of you because. Um, certain way they edited certain things like it felt like the voice work didn't quite match the uh-huh. the, the uh, animation acting and i was like uh oh uh, yeah you know mcu proper has never really done animation before but like no. action sequences like when peggy is rides up uh uh steve's hydra stomper into yeah. the sky and is jumping from plane to plane taking people out like this is rad this is really yeah no cool. it is oh, oh. I love, there's like little, it does that thing that a lived in universe should do where they have little moments that make it real. And there's this, there's like a riding 
handle mm-hmm. on the Hydra Stomper just for her to be able to grab on. Yep. And I'm like, this is cool. They thought about this. They yep. cared about it. You know, Steve kind of doing his own little ownership of the suit and yeah. like writing on it. We don't really quite get into he doesn't like paint on it because he is an artist, but you know, mm-hmm. it's still pretty cool. Like a, a lot of it just owns and represents the characters in a way where even though it's a universe we don't know, yeah. it's characters we're familiar with and no one is betrayed. Yeah. No one is like weird or out of character. It's what Steve would do in this situation. It's and, what Peggy would do in this situation. And I actually feel like this is a benefit, this version of what it ha- what it has over the comics, because I think like, especially by the time, you know, by the now, um, when you say like, what if, dot, dot, like uh, go back to one of the original iconic what ifs, what if Spider-Man was on the Fantastic Four? Yeah. It happened. He was. <laughs> it's at this right. point it's, ha- it's <laughs> happened it's not like like what could you do um they're doing some interesting stuff right now i know they're doing the the what if spider shadow where what yes. if spider-man had, had kept the, kept the symbiote um mm-hmm. i want to say which we've seen but like again yeah and and with with um i want to say the life story comics are doing like fantastic four life story and yeah spider-man life story are technically part of that what if that new what if brand they're more or less, you know, they're they're definitely taking that concept. There, I would say that Life Story, that brand is more like an Elseworlds type thing. Yeah. By the way, anybody, I highly recommend Mark Russell, both Life Story, but I've been reading oh, yeah. Mark Russell's Fantastic Four Life Story. Really great. Yes. Um, yeah. So the the it, it, with the comics, it's it's the MCU is his its continuity is much more concrete it's much yes. more set in stone obviously there's you know wonky stuff like the eight years later in spider-man homecoming oh and my God. you know what i mean there's threads to pull on but it's not the same it's much tighter much much more recognizable and so yeah. i think it's easier to do because steve has such a consistent characterization within however many movies he's been in yeah it, it's it's easier to jump off of him for audiences to understand because um, I think you're right. I think everybody behaves the way you would expect them to in this situation. And I think that this was a smart one to start off of because it spins off of one. You, Peggy Carter is one of the best characters they have. Her yeah. show is one of the I, – I, it doesn't really – I don't. It, it does. I don't think does it's in continuity. Count. I mean, like you know Jarvis what? shows up, and in, in the and the Russos were a part of the show, so like who knows? But yeah. like um, that show was one of the best things that uh, of those. Yeah, uh, of those shows. show spinoffs. Yeah, that, big time. And so there's a lot to work with, and of course, like uh, there's a passing similarity to Wonder Woman, even though Wonder Woman's one World War One. This is World War Two. Yeah. Um, so I think all of that works in his favor. I will say when I finished the episode, as enjoyable as it was, as, as cool as it was to see how much better being Captain America Peggy Carter would be than Steve Rogers. Right. <laughs> um, uh, just, just <laughs> she wait. is immediately capable. Like yeah. She can fight. She's like jumping from plane to plane. We don't see Steve do that. He nope. barely manages to get on one plane. It's it's good stuff. I'm not, mm-hmm. And it doesn't diminish Steve in any way. But like Peggy's a soldier. She's had some kind of training. Mm-hmm. Steve... I don't think he's had anything outside of the basic that he experiences as a string bean in the like montage. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I buy it yeah. and I'm okay with it. And it's, it was fun to see like a really immediately capable Captain America or Captain Carter. Who's yeah. just like, I'm into it. Who's, who's enjoying it. She's like, yeah. I like it. I like yeah. this. This is cool. It gets like, the, yes. Gets the Tesseract before Red Skull can do jack shit oh, with God. it. Yeah. Genius. So, I liked all that. I I was a little bit like again because it felt like it felt like uh, um uh you mentioned before like a movie condensed to thirty yeah. minutes. It felt like a clip show. It felt like hey right. remember this scene? Well now it's this way. <laughs> and and it yeah. just made me worried about 
the series as a whole because it's like I like this concept. I like these actors. I'm glad that we got Haley Atwell back to play Peggy Carter. Yeah. The cast in this is stacked. Obviously, Chris Evans isn't showing back up as as um, no. um as as uh, Captain America, but. Yeah. We've got Dominic Cooper's, Howard Stark, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, Stanley Tucci's yep. Dr. Erskine, which does he even, I don't even remember him saying a line in it. I wonder if they like. Oh yeah, he does. Uh, he, he, yeah, he speaks when they're at the, yeah, the, the, did you the changing need to, sequence. Did you need to spend I, Stanley Tucci money to get him back for that line? Whatever. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> like, if I have an opportunity to give Stanley Tucci money, I'm going to take it. Yeah, exactly. that dude deserves it. Fair. Like Toby Jones shows back up as, uh, as Arnim Zola. And of course, Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, who is yeah. great. And who, yes. by the way, really would love to see in one of these movies. I, Me too. I Underutilized. The, I was hoping, because I, I love I love Watu. I want to see more of him. Yeah. I was so here. I was so hyped to see Jeffrey Wright cast. And... I was kind of like, I can't wait to see this big baby headed dude show up in these shows. And he, he narrates them and he's yeah. like alluded to it. He's more shadowy, you know, but I'm like, he better have a base on the moon. He better mm-hmm. be physically there. Who's like, what up? I'm looking. I'm hoping that whenever I, you know, I don't know if they're planning on doing any big of, I know we've got secret invasion coming to Disney plus, but I yes. was kind of bummed that in neither infinity war or Endgame, Uwatu showed up. Cause for me as yeah. a kid, that was like, oh, shit's, shit's real. Like, when Uwatu yeah, shows up. Off. Yeah, like, you're getting ready. Okay, everybody, here's our game plan. And then you look over your shoulder and Uwatu's there. You're like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is going to yeah. go so bad. Yeah, um, that, yeah, I love those moments. And I, I, I miss them. I miss them in the comics. I miss them. I, and I would love to see them in this. Yeah. For me, I love that he actually sells the whole, the whole marching orders where he's yeah. like, I can't interfere. I won't interfere. Wink. That's what I do. And I'm like, oh, my God. I... I hope that this show, he doesn't interfere. Like, mm-hmm. I hope that in no way does he interfere so that we can preserve it when Fantastic Four does inevitably show up. Yeah. And he does what he does with Galactus. Yeah, like, that would be really cool is if, is if we we um, are building up to, obviously, we're getting a Fantastic Four movie. It'd be cool if they build up to the classic Silver Surfer Galactus story yes. and use Uwatu in that because that would be really dope. And you've got Jeffrey Wright. You know, they're not... Uh, like. Like honestly, I would be genuinely shocked if Haley Atwell does not show up as Captain Carter in like Multiverse of Madness. I think we're getting. I, I think this is. This could very, very possibly be an opportunity for Marvel to go. We never really have like because there was nearly no good place to put Peggy Carter in the shows outside of flashbacks, yeah. uh, you know, hallucinations, and satisfying conclusions yes but now that we are like in a post chris evans marvel Mm -hmm. we could just have her fall into the regular universe we we don't have chadwick boseman we could and they love michael b jordan Mm -hmm. if the trailer is to be believed a good guy killmonger falling into the main universe solves a lot of problems for people yeah i do think like uh, i've thought something not that that's actually a really great point but like i was kind of thinking like which is tough and we'll talk a little bit about chadwick sure. more later but like obviously so tragic and it's like but yeah ryan coogler obviously has a great rapport with michael b jordan everybody loves yeah. michael b jordan and so right. i was just thinking before all this now we have all this multiverse stuff but before like black panther 2 wait why is killmonger here uh you know when hulk snapped he brought extra people who gives a shit? We're <laughs> bonus people. Yeah, bonus people. Yeah. Who gives a shit? We're moving on. Or or just say like, yeah, uh, 
you know when Killmonger's like, let me die, T'Challa's like, eh, fuck that. And he nah. put him in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Secret, demo- secret uh, more loyal to Killmonger, Dora Milaje took his body, put him in a rejuvenation chamber, yeah, in a like, heart-shaped chamber. Whatever you need to do. Yeah, I'm I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested in the idea of, of Letitia Wright as Black Panther. I do think where her character yeah. is at at the end of Black Panther, it it wouldn't feel in character her for her to be like I'm Black Panther now. You know what no. I mean? so we need to we need to like get get her there. I think, uh, yeah. but also if you just make Michael B. Jordan Black Panther, I feel like that might be pretty cool too. Also, uh, totally. Um, yeah, I'm also a big fan of uh, uh, the White tri- Tiger that was part of Christopher Priest's run. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Be she'd be awesome. Casper Cole, Casper the Casper yes. Cole version. She'd be great just in a movie anyway. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, so when I watched this episode, little worried that it was just going to be a glorified clip show every week of like, right. hey, here's this movie you already know, but with scenes that are slightly different. Right. Um, we, we're we're going to resell you Cap Cap One. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, but I already like anyway. Um, uh, fortunately, the next two episodes not that at all to the point. Okay, yeah, all to, right. To the point where they do absolutely what I wanted from this. It's like you should pick a moment within this alternate universe that it's its own complete twenty minute story and tell that story and it wasn't until after i watched those three episodes that i was like oh dj you fucking idiot they need to they feel they need to sell this idea to people and so like like you and i we've been reading these comics and you know every week we get it even stuff that's in the same continuity it's like how how often in uh, in Brian Bendis's Superman run, did he reference uh-huh. Barry Allen and you knew what he meant was Wally West? Like he's, yes. you know what I mean? It's like you're, <laughs> you're confusing your flashes. Um, but right. uh, anyway, and so this is like, hey, this episode's more like, hey, see, you change this one thing and then this changes this and this changes this and this changes this. Yeah. Cool? Great. Now we're off to the races because the Good. the next two episodes are one are self contained stories, and they're both really great and they really sell the the, the concept really well. Um, I actually think um, uh, Quick Wit in our Discord we had the question: Quick Quick, does the show go further than simply switching out characters in certain certain situations? Mm. It one hundred percent does. Um, which I was a concern I had too because the the trailers were very much like, "Hey, what if T'Challa was Star Lord?" What if right. Ca- uh, Agent Carter was Captain Carter? What if yeah. uh, Gamora was Thanos? And it's like, yeah, okay, but <laughs> you can do other what ifs other than this character is now this character kind of. <laughs> um, yeah. But before we leave this episode, things I liked, obviously you mentioned the Hydra Stomper. She, we talked about her. She gets the Tesseract immediately. Yep. Um, we have the Hydra Stomper, which is great. Um, that's That's some great like like flashpoint stuff where like now uh, uh thomas wayne is batman and it, this, right. is the stuff, this is the stuff you eat up when you're like how is this age of apocalypse like wolverine doesn't yes. have a hand now and we're just like off to the races totally and i i love that like they uh red skull pivots and it was like i'm gonna do more occult bullshit and try and like summon a squid monster little bomb that it was, i was kind of like wait are we gonna get shumagora are we gonna like, i think commit? it's shumagora no it's gotta be shumagora right because number one dr strange fe- features heavily in this yeah. number two rumors abound that shumagora will be in the multiverse of madness number three it's shumagora mm-hmm. you have a tentacle monster he's got a name put him in here please make it shumagora i'm a, i I, I, I hear you. My wife was the same way. She was like, "That's there's no way that's Shumagoroth. I'm like, yeah. it has to be Shumagoroth because it'd be too rad if it was. Yeah, and I think the only thing I feel like, the Shuma the Shumagoroth have little octopus stickies on his right. tendrils. 
I think so. I mean, okay. you know, if if you play him in the Marvel versus Capcom games, <laughs> see, there you go. I that I think that would be really cool, even if it's not. And you know what? It can't be for us. It can be whoever we want it to be. Yeah, that's uh, true. Listen, we've all we all willed into existence the little kid in the Iron Man mask being uh, Peter Parker, Peter Parker. in yeah. canon now because or <laughs> something. Um, sure. But I I liked that use of it. I thought it was a great way to to have Peggy kind of have her own arc like Steve, where she ends up lost in time. And yeah. this is something I will say for all the episodes and the way the show has been set up is even though this was easily, I enjoyed it, but it was easily my least favorite of the three. Mm. I would still love to spend more time in this world. I'd love to see more, you know, like what does the future look like with, with Captain Carter? What is yeah. like uh, uh, each, like you said, the, the, the little touches like having, her be able to grab onto the back of the Hydra Stomper. There's little yeah. lived in elements of like, yeah, I'd want to see what happened with Bucky. Did he just get old and die? Or does right? he, is there a new version of the Winter Soldier? Like, like I, I'd love to spend more time in totally. each of these worlds. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, yeah. Uh, quick shout out, by the way. I just also want to point out. At first, uh, there's, a, there's a new character in this show. Or this movie, yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, for Colonel John Flynn, yeah, who is like the antagonist, and it's like he's occupying the uh, uh, the Tommy Lee Jones yeah. role, but it's not the same character, mm-hmm. and it's played by Bradley Whitford, and I'm like, is that is that the dude from Billy Madison and mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods and and West Wing and everything? And it's like, yeah, that's him, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome, and then I'm like, oh. Another classic Marvel move where it's like, here's an amazing actor, and we're going to waste him on this random character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna see again. And I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah we're going to use uh, Mads Mikkelsen on this uh, Doctor oh. Strange villain that you nobody knows or cares about, and then you will never see him ever Done. again. Done. That's out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't even make him. We don't even make him the voice of Dormammu, so he can show up later as that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, no. The voice of Dormammu is nothing. Yeah. It's just, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm, and I'm happy to hear that. You know, I'll take that that non-spoiler tease that like the next two that this is your least favorite episode because I loved it. Yes, and, uh, and, and yeah, that's the other thing is is um I do think this is very specifically a love letter to Marvel fans in general and MCU fans in particular. I don't yes. know that there's anybody on the planet now that is not at least vaguely aware of this stuff. Right. But if you are, I I wonder what it would be like. I, I wonder if you need the almost encyclopedic knowledge of stuff mm. I, I i i think um with this one it benefits no, having a pretty good understanding of like captain america the first avenger totally. i think other ones you don't need that because again they tell more self-contained stories but the more invested you are in those things there's so many little easter eggs so many little things that that um uh, I think it really enriches the experience. So without getting into spoilers, mm-hmm. very, very light, light stuff. Episode two is the T'Challa episode as Star-Lord. Cool. So immediately you have the emotional and it, it go, it's like when I was watching, I'm like, am I going to cry? And then the end, I'm like, Son of a bitch, I'm crying. <laughs> um, oh. And, and um, I, it, 
it's so it does such a good again it tells a self-contained story and it's such a good job of saying like hey here's what changed here's how the world works and here's how it impacted all of those things yeah um with telling telling a self-contained story and it's it's lovely it's it's a space heist movie if, if i'm being honest it's kind of what i wish the guardians movies were more like like uh uh that one episode and i don't want to overhype it for people but it might be one of my favorite things that marvel has ever done period like it's wow. just it's just one of those like oh this is i love this i'm going to revisit this episode i I, yeah. I like it a lot um jaimon hansu it's obviously chadwick Mosman is in it jaimon hansu shows up and i actually give a shit about korath now Wow. I, I actually give a shit about Korath, and it makes me think of like, yeah, man, so many movies fucking waste Jaimon Hansu. He's so fucking good, and we always kill that poor guy off. When No matter what he shows up in, the son of a bitch, they kill him off, and I don't... He's so good. Why do we keep killing him off? You know, he he auditioned, or he he cha- he championed to play Black Panther like 25 years ago. He would have been like great. Back. I know. He would have been so good, but... He would have been but such it, a great Black Panther. I, I left that episode with one of my thoughts being like, I want more Korath now. Like, where, yeah. what is Korath up to? Can we get more of him? Um, That's good to know. Yeah, uh, and Michael Rucker shows up, and so that that is that is T'Challa as Star Lord. Um, I won't even tell you what the premise of Episode Three is, but it it, it is completely away from like, what if this character is this character? Um, <laughs> um, it, it it focuses on Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. It utilizes that character really well and cool. deep deep cut. It basically is a what if surrounding about around uh, uh, Nick Fury's big week, which for those of you that might not be aware, the the early on they established that Iron Man two, Incredible Hulk, and Thor all take place in the same week. Gotcha. And okay. so like that's deep cut MCU continuity, and this is a what if surrounded around that week, like it's structured around that week and and <laughs> events that that like what if something happened, and it is it's great that that. The T'Challa episode is my favorite. The third episode was like, oh my God, you can do anything with this premise. And, nice. and they are willing to do anything with this premise. And that's amazing. Like, that's what makes it so exciting. Because as much as I think I've actually been more excited about Marvel Phase 4 than any previous phase. Because it does kind of feel like all bets anything are goes. off. Like, Chris Evans yeah. is not around as Steve Rogers. Like, Robert Downey Jr. is not around as, as Iron Man. And so now we've got Sam Wilson as Cap, and we've got a Shang-Chi movie, and we've got, yeah. like, it just feels like I, you could, I mean, obviously there's basis on stuff in the comics, but you can kind sure. of do anything, and they kind yeah. of are. Like, they're kind of like Loki and whatever that, and, and so it's it's so exciting. And what if, is because each one takes an alternate universe, they don't need to adhere to anything really other than like you said, the important part is the key characterization. Nick Fury behaves like Nick Fury. Steve Rogers behaves like Nick, um, Steve Rogers, except in yeah. these varied situations. So right. I, I literally cannot wait for more people to see these episodes um, because I'm so excited with the way they use continuity, the way they used uh, key characters from different movies, the way they twist stuff. And I, and I'm, I'm much more excited to see where we go from here because it really does like again you, we knew about the captain carter one we knew about the t'challa star lord one i didn't know about the premise of episode three and it's i don't even know how many episodes we're getting i should find out but it just makes me <laughs> I think feel it's, like i think it's a lot more than we thought like yeah like it's not like the other ones where it's like four um <laughs> yeah. uh, and it just makes me think like and and again the way they utilize animation for their action sequences i do think um nine is it nine I think it's nine episodes. That's great because it's like I know we're getting uh, Marvel Zombies, which I'm very excited to see where that goes. Yes. Um, 
and there's just a lot of a lot of potential and i think um i'm just so oh my god oh oh it said 18 but that's because we've already confirmed for a second season oh okay (laughs) i was like well son of a gun um yeah Yeah, so i think you're right right. i think i think nine um yeah and so so uh yeah definitely strap in um uh and uh, yeah just super excited to to talk about all that stuff with everybody but we also have some questions from you all we answered um quick wits does the show go further than simply switching out characters in certain situations it absolutely does uh and i'm very excited for that finio it seems like the show's characters are all in the same universe and will connect to each other if that is correct would you have preferred each episode being a different what if and being completely standalone instead? I think what he's referring to is there is a shot in the trailer where it's like all the different what if people are standing next to each other. Yes. It, each each one is a 100% different world could not exist wow, within okay. within the context of the other of the other ones. However, I do think I like your suggestion of like let's hold on to the watcher until let's hold on to the watcher getting involved i think he's gonna start i think you're absolutely right (laughs) pulling shenanigans before the end of the of the series Uh, no No. because then you're like the audience is like man this watcher guy he's never gonna get involved what a jerk and then you finally watch fantastic four you're losing your mind galactus is coming that's all hall of us lost and then friggin' watcher shows up and he interferes you're like yay that could be a stand out of your chair clap moment now it's like he's Tempest Fugue not collecting his, his Justice League characters. Yep. Uh, and then um, STS-2084, any character who got underserved in the movies that you want to show to take a crack at? So let me broaden that question. So what would you like to see? All bets are off. We can do whatever the heck we want and what if. Yeah. What would you like to see? I mean, I would love to see them use things they're planning on using. You know, like... yeah. I would love to see Fantastic Four because I remember there's there's one where it's like, what if the Avengers fought Galactus instead of the Fantastic Four? Yeah, and it's like, oh man, that is a that's a hell of a premise, and it's a, it's a not classic what if, but it exists, and uh, it's one of those things where it's like, what if? Because the Fantastic Four were the first family of Marvel, but yes. the Avengers come later, and it's like, and they're informed by it, so it's like, wouldn't it be cool to see? how the Marvel universe would have been shaped if the Avengers were not the first team. Yes. Or even if that was the premise, I'll take that as a basic premise where it's like, what if there was another team that predated the Avengers or, you know, like maybe, maybe uh, this is more of a meta. What if, but like, what if Marvel kept the rights to all the characters before (laughs) and they, and they launched what would have obviously been their street level characters first. Like it would have been a Spider-Man, a Daredevil, uh, an X-Men and just, the Avengers would have come much later. Yeah. What if I'm actually way into the meta? What ifs? Like, I'd like to see <laughs> you. Know, as much as I, I kind of wasn't a fan of the clip show nature of the Captain Car- Carter, it's like do that, but right. with Incredible Hulk, but with Mark yes. Ruffalo as Incredible Hulk. Like, what would the Incredible Hulk instead of Edward Norton? What right. if it was Mike Ruffalo in that role? Give me that one. Right. If. He would have been really good. And I think, well, the movie would have been very different because there's no way Ed Norton didn't rewrite that movie. Mm-hmm. And because uh, <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that would have been really nice. Hell, I'm, you know, we're, we're so we're so close to technology where Disney's just like, we're just going to re we're just going to deep fake deep Ed fake Norton and, 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 and Mark Ruffalo in Mark Ruffalo in that movie. The other one is like, OK, so uh, going back to your thing, what if Toby Maguire's Spider-Man, Ben yeah. Affleck's Daredevil Oh my God. And um, oh, I'm blanking on uh, uh, the Punisher. Um, why am I oh, blanking uh, on? Oh, Tom Jane. Tom Jane's Punisher. Dude, <laughs> have you seen this? Have you seen the end of Spider-Man 2 when Mary Jane is running through the park 
Yeah, yeah, and, the, and it looks Tom, that, that that guy that looks like uh, Tom. That James looks Punch. like Frank yeah. Castle. And yeah. it's, it, I I think it's Tom Jane's stunt double from the Punisher movie. I can't remember. I remember looking that up, and I can't remember if somebody debunked that or if that was it, like if it was intended or not intended. But right? let's do let's make it or or like um, I, I like the idea, and I think we would need to wait on it for them to introduce their Fantastic Four, but I do think you, they oh. should 100% do of, like, what if the Fantastic Four fought Thanos yes. in Endgame? Like, what if it was a Fantastic... Or the X-Men, Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Yeah. Um, and speaking on that, I'd actually like to... Because, I listen, of the shows that we've gotten so far, at least the live-action ones, yeah. Captain America, or, excuse me, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is my favorite. Hands down my favorite. And <laughs> um, uh, and I think they did a great job selling me on the idea of Sam Wilson as Cap, and I'm excited to see him as Cap in the future. Easily, yeah. Wouldn't mind some tweaks to the costume, but but, but you know, yeah. I, I, on one hand, that's one of those things where it's like, shut me up. That's the comic book costume in real life. What? Oh, see, but that's my point. You did. But it's it. a little bright. You did it. You you did the comic book costume. It's done. Right. Yeah. Let's make it. Let's just tweak it a little bit because I yeah. think my problem is. For me, and I get it. Listen, if you had wings as part of your <laughs> system, and now and now you get a shield, you're not going to ditch the wings. Except no. in my mind, that's not Captain America. That's the Falcon with Captain America's shield. Like I, yes. I want to see. I want to see Sam Wilson as Captain America. And it's just like if you had Spider Man in his Iron Spider costume, and you're like, that's Iron Man. It's like that's Spider Man in an yeah. Iron Man suit is what in that Iron is. Man is that's fair. And yeah. so I and and I and I think for me, if they asked me. I'd give him a more maybe keep some parts of the color scheme, but like make him give him the we because we finally nailed the cap helmet for Chris yeah. Evans by Endgame. We give him the cap helmet, you know. We give him something like that, and then you have you basically upgrade Red Wing to be his wings, and so oh. like the wings will drop him off and then fly away, and he's Captain America. But it's like, oh no, that villain's flying away. Red Wing comes up, latches on his back, and now he has the wings. So That's it's like cool. a best of both worlds. But like when he's on the ground fighting, it's like, hey, it's Captain America, right? Um, Whatever, that's me being nitpicky. But <laughs> um, sold on Sam Wilson as Cap. However, who is my favorite Captain America? Bucky Barnes. Oh. What if it? Do a what if of what if Bucky become Cap instead of Sam Wilson? Now I get to see what the MCU would have done with that costume because I really like the was Alex Ross designed yes. Bucky's costume. I'd yeah, love to totally. see the MCU version of that. You do a, do a 20 minute episode of that thing. It's like, Cool. That's all. It's all. I just wanted to know what it would have been like, and now we can just go back to Sam Wilson being Captain America. Exactly. Exactly. Now that's fine with me. Yeah. So there's. I think. I think that that's some some really. Um, oh man. Who? What else could we like? What if Captain Marvel had never left Earth? I don't know. They, right. Seriously, it's literally I mean, anything. Now, if you have access to Spider-Man, you know the sky's the limit with that. Where it's like, what if Spider-Man joined the fight in the Avengers? Like, what if? Yeah. Uh, because he technically should be there. I even I know that, like Wait you said, Sony says eight years ago. But Wait no. a second. That's a good point. Because obviously Spider-Man has, has been featured. We, Spider-Man in the in the uh, cape, in the Doctor Strange cape. Oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. The trailers and stuff like that. Spider-Man's going to be a part of this. Right. And, and, then, and that is weird because obviously the Sony of it. And I wonder if what if falls under the rules of like, because for a while now. TV. Yeah, they can do whatever they want with animated Spider-Man, which really, by the way, screwed over Spectacular Spider-Man, which was fantastic. I was waiting for that. You know, Josh Keaton played Cap or played Steve in this show. He did. So someone's paying attention. What if he's terrific? We never canceled Spectacular Spider-Man because it was fucking great. Anyway. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, But I'm wondering now, 
if could you do an incontinuity Spider-Man animated series? Oh my god. Is that like does that break the rules? Could they do right, like that? a Disney Plus MCU Spider-Man show that introduces characters that you're like not going to use in the movies or that you could use in the movies and you cast somebody fun because you're only going to make like eight episodes. Yeah, cuz oh cuz I I think like obviously listen Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movie is is the first movie I like fell in love with. Like just that's fair. Blew my mind as a kid. Yep. And so I have a deep love for that character. And yeah. I think um, Tom Holland is great in the role. And uh, MCU's done a lot of fun stuff, but I can't help but feel like Spider-Man especially benefits from like a more serialized. Yeah approach like just again he's got so many rogues and especially if we're dedicated to this idea of like every mcu spider-man movie he's got to be sharing the bill with some mcu character yes and it's like (laughs) yeah but i i I get and we've got to see him in locations he's never been in before and it's like i get the impulse yeah but i'd also kind of like to just see tom holland just be spider-man like just do the the spider-man thing and like be broke and like (laughs) have aunt may give him like good advice like or just generally be around and right, be in the movie yeah be because it is hard it is hard as much as enjoyable as the mc spider-man movies are it's hard going back to like the toby mcguire ones and see how like this those scenes where like rosemary harris is on may like really anchors the entire movie and you're like oh yeah, yeah fucking peter parker's not shit without ma right and then you go to like <laughs> the new ones and marissa to is such a great actress and like oh wow she's hot and it's like that is true Yes, I agree with you, but also she can act. Yeah, she, will, she would be delivering some some really stellar like ultimate Aunt May stuff. Stuff, and it'd be great. And and then you get the added bonus of seeing him hang out with Iron Man and Doctor Strange, which we all want. But it, I want it to be I want it to be Spider Man. And so yeah. maybe and maybe like if we had an incontinuity animated series. Yep. And then you we could have both Tom Hardy's Venom showing up. I don't fucking know. Um, uh, I mean, <laughs> who knows. Well, I also wonder. So, listen, we're we're uh, talking about the multiverse. We're talking about all that stuff. We've right, got a Venom right. movie coming down the pipe. Yep. Uh, um, we got a, when the when is Morbius supposed to happen? Wasn't it supposed to come oh out before Venom? That was. I think that's November or something. I don't know. Oh, who cares? Um, anyway. right, I, I'm not. I'm not excited. <laughs> January where they dumped up where the studios dumped their garbage. January. 21st. Oh man, what the hell? But and they went out of their way to show that Vulture was in that movie. Oh my god. Is are we? What do you, what do you, okay, so we're coming out of Loki. You're a perfect person to talk about this. We're coming out of Loki, which, which, um, you know, uh, the MCU was like multiverse, multiverse, multiverse. Then Loki shows up, no multiverse. And then the end of Loki, it was just like, actually, yes, multiverse. And everybody's like, yay, (laughs) thank you for the multiverse. It's like, well, they, yes, they're the ones that took it away. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, so multiverse, Loki's all about the multiverse variants, all that jazz. We've got what if now. Yep. What are we what are we doing? What's Marvel's deal with with like Sony? Are we trying to say that that's are Morbius and Venom are multiverse? What do you what do you yeah. think the game plan is with all this multiverse stuff? We're going big on multiverse. Yeah. What's the game plan here? I'm a little worried that there isn't one. Like I'm really worried <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, that like the with with where Marvel's concerned, where Disney Marvel is concerned, they're like, we don't care about what Sony's doing. Like Sony yeah. can do whatever Sony does. And we, we're just not going to... We don't plan around it. We didn't even plan around our own shows. Yeah, the Defenders like, and Agents the of S.H.I.E.L.D. Defenders, yeah. The Defenders, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like We don't plan around that, and we owned that. Yeah. So we're not going to plan around what Sony's doing. And meanwhile, Sony, 
by and large only comes up with terrible ideas so for them i don't trust their roadmap or plans like yeah. you know they're like well, we got a plan and it's like well is avi Arad in charge of that plan because if it is then i don't want to hear it <laughs> and it is and he is and it is so no yeah. you know and so and i can imagine that sony's plan is like whatever plans they had originally you know like sinister six ant yeah. may a secret agent j jonah jameson the solo movie you know like i'm sure that those movies are still in their mind yeah and i'm sure that like for them a sinister six will be practically multiversal where it's like well obviously the sinister six is gonna be morbius and vulture and mysterio and oh we need like three more uh dr octopus from spider-man 2 yeah uh electro from amazing spider-man and one more mm-hmm. uh whatever yeah green goblin i don't know and then you know and they'll just go for it so when it comes to like mcu spider-man they're more like well we're happy to have him and we're happy to put him in mcu properties and projects that propel the mcu but like feige and marvel i think are not concerned with like giving us a peter parker story with like giving us like that last sequence from far from home where he is in new york and just 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 being spider-man and i'm like this is what I want for 90 minutes. Yeah. I don't think they're interested in giving us that. I think they're more like, well, we we're only interested in using Spider-Man as a gateway to get more people who normally wouldn't watch an MCU movie, which is hard to believe to watch more MCU movies. And I'm like, that's not enough. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's, I think that's a really interesting perspective because it, it's hard for me to imagine somebody being in charge of Marvel and not being all on the spider-man train but it, right. it makes sense when he's not he's the one character you don't have carte blanche to do whatever you want with yeah it is business-wise it makes sense as right. somebody who loves the character and loves what the character represents it, it's interesting too because a lot of like what what spider-man wh- wh- why what attracted me about that character has been kind of taken up by characters like sam wilson where it's like oh you're just a dude you can't get a bank loan. Like that's a, you're right. dude. You're like, you're not fucking, you. yeah. You're not like a super soldier with a blank check from the government. You're not Tony Stark. Like you've got problems that you need to deal with. Um, <laughs> which is also kind of the hope of like, if we, if they ever do something again with, with daredevil or anything like that. But I, I do yeah. think based on, I think you're right. Based on their track record with the defender shows of like, yeah, we're not, if Kevin Feige's not signing off on it, it doesn't matter. And that's it, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't, it does not matter. Yeah. But I do. Yeah, I I hope it's yeah, and I I'm sure Sony's looking at like Suicide Squad and being like, yeah, we do that with the Sinister Six, but like the, it's it's my same problem with um, I yeah. love Venom. Venom, I am a kid from I grew up in the '90s, so Venom's like my jam. Whenever right, whenever anybody that grew up in the '70s or '60s like Venom sucks, it's like listen, Doctor Octopus sucked for decades, and then he became yes. cool. So <laughs> fucking cool down, all right. They, no villain starts <laughs> off great out of the gate, okay? Right, um, right. You have to have those decades of whatever. Uh, huge fan of Venom, but but I think for me, what Venom makes Venom work as a character is in contrast with Spider Man. Like, yes, for me, what makes what makes Carnage cooler than something like a Doomsday? Right, yes. it, it just being a super big bad guy because Carnage exists so that Spider Man and Venom have to team up. That's yes. what's that's why ex- I care about him. That's the only reason he's there. Yeah. Is so that Spider-Man Venom have a reason to team up. And then That's you it. do Maximum Carnage so that a bunch of people have to team up to do and 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 if they were building up to something like that, like that's the one thing. If Sony had a Sinister Six, yeah. And they're like, okay, so Marvel's not gonna let us use any of their characters for our movie. So right. instead of like hanging out with like Captain America and Cloak and Dagger, Spider-Man has to team up with his rogues gallery to fight Carnage. I'm kind of on 
board with that. That's like, kind of cool. Yeah. But it's like when you, for one, like a lot of like Carnage's bit was taken by Riot and Venom 1. Yeah. And so it's like when I see these trailers, like I like Woody Harrelson. I like Tom Hardy's take on Venom. Sure. I, I want to be more excited for this movie than I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's cool that we're fine. I'm glad we didn't waste Carnage, like try, trying to make a movie with Carnage, because you know that the folks who were in charge of Spider-Man from the mid 90s until today have mm-hmm. been trying to make like the fact that Venom's in Spider-Man 3 is just a testament to the fact that like there are folks who have just been trying to make Venom into a movie forever. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't ready. Like yeah. it just the technology wasn't there. The character wasn't like beloved or at least very least like we could they couldn't the studio wasn't capable of making a movie that actually was able to deliver venom yeah and now we're here where you can you can have carnage and it's made by a studio that won't sanitize it so carnage is gonna kill people like he absolutely should like like the spider-man 90s cartoon where Mm spider-man or where carnage teams up with dormammu and like you he teleports them or something you know there's it's it's there's no reason for Carnage to be in the show because it just doesn't, he just isn't Carnage anymore. Yeah. Um, with this, you finally get, and he looks good. Yeah. He can actually do all the things that Bagley wanted to draw. Yeah. And that's really awesome. Um, but divorced from Spider-Man, he's just a big, scary alien. Yeah. And we already had a big, scary alien in the last movie that he fought. Yeah, who looked just up. like Venom. Yeah, it's it was, pretty lame. Yeah, and so it's like, I, I, you know what? It might be like the first Venom, because the, the first Venom kind of surprised me with being, not that it's good, but it's entertaining. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you talk about what the things we're able to do now. That is the other kind of, of a bummer is that where did Spider-Man get the black costume? He got in a big, <laughs> he got in a big crossover event where he's fighting aliens. And we yeah. just had a movie where Spider-Man was in a big crossover event fighting aliens. It's like, this was our time. This is, we could have yep. done it. It could have been on Titan. He could have brought it home. He could have brought it home. It could have been on that ship instead of him being in the Iron Spider suit. It was the black suit, whatever. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's the same thing. I'm a little bit worried that, that Fox went to the Dark Phoenix saga well too many times yeah. for Marvel to want to touch on it. But it's like, you can do, but you... It, it could be a crossover with the Guardians. Did we talk about this last time when I was on your show? No, yeah. It, the, but but it's one of those. I would like, love to see that though. You have the <laughs> Guardians. You have the cosmic stuff. If you have the X Men, you you were actually in the a position where you could actually honestly you could do it as a Disney Plus series. Yeah, and it'd be cool. It'd be so fucking cool. I think that I think there's no way Disney slash Marvel like slash Feige are not thinking about Secret Wars. I yeah. think Secret Wars is their is their next end game, and they're thinking like four billion dollars. Like yeah. I, I genuinely feel like Secret Wars is going to be like End Game squared. Where no 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 no, you know that moment where everybody's there? It's going to be everybody plus Fantastic Four X Men, and yeah. like we're going to resurrect Iron Man and Captain America. Absolutely, like they're going to be pulled from time, or multiverse, and, whatever. Like we're laying the yeah. ground. I think you're one hundred percent right. I don't. I mean, if I were them, I'd be like an, another ten years from now. But like, yeah, yeah. But like, um, I think you're one, especially with all the multiverse stuff. I think that is the next, the next thing. Secret Wars probably more along the lines of the Jonathan Hickman yeah. one than the original. But yeah, we're gonna pull back. I don't know. I think I think they love the. I think they like the old one. I am too. Well, for one thing, the simplicity of it. Like, what if we got all the good guys and they fought all the bad guys? As a kid, you're Just like an action figure commercial. Yeah, way on board with all that's that. Okay. Yeah, that book still sells. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta explain Secret Wars 2015. Secret Wars 84. No, 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 no. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. it. But but if if for no other reason other than the fact that yeah, that's because think about how many people show up. We're like, wait, after 10 years, Chris Evans is back as Cap. After 10 years, right. Robert Downey Jr. is back as Iron Man. Like, yeah, everyone's coming back. Yeah, everyone's everyone's gonna show up for that event, and it doesn't matter. I mean, if we're not if we're not all uh, you know um, road warring it 
over right. like a post-apocalyptic still United making States. Movies yeah, by we're going to we're all going to show <laughs> up um uh for that movie. So it'll be interesting to and I also wonder a lot of people are like you know, uh, uh, Kang is the next Thanos. Kang is Big the, it's like, guy, I don't yeah. know that that's what I don't know if they're they're interested in like introducing the next Thanos. No, yet I'm not. Yeah, like I, I mean, Kang is. I didn't like Kang until he was on Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, that cartoon, which yeah, is the spectacular is, Spider-Man of, of Marvel cartoons. Yeah, that for those that have not watched it, it's on Disney Plus. It is very good. Uh, their yeah. version of Kang is really it 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 is very. I think other than Spectacular Spider-Man, it is the closest Marvel has gotten to the Bruce Tim Paul Dini yeah. DC verse, where it's like every choice is the strongest choice for that character. Yes, it yeah. is. It is the Justice League Unlimited of Marvel. Yes, and by the way original spectacular spider-man josh keaton played the voice of spider-man when he shows up and then they dubbed over it with With, uh the untouchable and now Mm -hmm. hey disney bring back josh keaton because i don't know about you but when i first heard that it's like yeah but now i get to imagine that everything worked out for spectacular spider-man it all works i know Uh, so you know yeah but I, i feel like uh as far as big bads go, you can't get bigger than Galactus. And I think that's got to be their plan, but it's not even like a, it doesn't even have to be a plan. It's just, it's just dope. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Galactus or, or again, we're talking about um, secret war Phoenix. setting up the beyonder. Beyonder um, would be great. Um, I know there was uh there was talk about having like Michael Korvac show up oh in like Captain Marvel. And it's like, well, you, then you can just make Michael Korvac your beyonder. Like, Cause beyonder is right. just a dude so you could just decide like yeah michael korvac's the beyonder now we're kind of like melding them together because nobody that's really knows who they do anyway yeah who knows who knows who the fuck michael korvac is like that's the thing is yeah. that takes a lot of work so don't bother like yeah. you could you could maybe explain michael korvac in a guardians 3 because people have already given you enough like leeway so but even you've, then you've seen suicide squad yeah yeah what do we think what do you think we're in for for guardians 3 <sighs> I, I mean it's not going to be like the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad mm-hmm. was a blank check for James Gunn, where yes. DC's like, do whatever you want, no restrictions. Whereas mm-hmm. Disney's like, we're, they're going to be in an interesting state. Well, I, I'll bet it's the most James Gunnsian Marvel movie you'll ever see. Yeah, but it won't be quite as James Gunnsian as the Suicide Squad, where Disney's going to be like, we're gonna we're gonna give you fewer notes than mm-hmm. we would because as an apology, but don't think you're going to get to make, you know any of your trauma movies okay yeah. we're doing guardians it's the franchise there's lunch boxes here people yeah so i i would i imagine it'll be fun and it'll it'll raise the stakes i'll bet we'll see more deaths because i know like he's leaving i know that people are getting out of their contracts so we're yeah. probably going to lose a bunch of the guardians anyway maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll get that uh maybe we'll get some star jammers i mean the fact that it's all available now yeah we might get more deep cuts it really depends on whether he likes those characters like we could see references to galactus the phoenix the beyonders dr doom like we can get everything it's just a question of it's the limitations of what gun wants to do and what disney will let him do as opposed to where dc it's like well i'm excited to see what dc lets gun do after guardians 3 because he gets to do whatever he wants and dc is like well it was a success giving you a blank check was a good idea so 
We're going to do that again. I do worry about, because all the headlines have been like, oh, Suicide Squad didn't make nearly enough money. It's like, yeah, we're in a pandemic. Really? Are you all, are you all taking this seriously? We're in a pandemic. What are you talking about? How well did it yeah. do on HBO Max? Right? And no, no, no. And here's the thing. They kept all of it. There was mm-hmm. no split with, with theaters for them. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it did better than ever, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I, I'll bet it didn't make as much as, as Suicide Squad 2016, because I think that movie made like $780 million last time worldwide. Yeah. But- you can't those days are over yeah. or at the very least they're they're not coming back for a while like maybe when secret wars comes out we can get back to like two billion dollar movies yeah. but like those days are not coming back for a long time again as long as we're all not on the fury road we're <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah then we'll go see movies again but yeah not until i guarantee that it's safe yeah and i can't so i'm not so yeah. i'll be i'll be happily disney plusing and hbo maxing until you know until judgment day <laughs> so yeah which yeah, maybe sooner than we think uh I hope. Yeah. <laughs> we hope we all we're all rooting i hope for yeah because i really want to get a, i got so much gasoline yeah we're all rooting for judgment day so <laughs> so uh before we wrap up i do i do want to say like as we talk about the future and stuff like that it as exciting as this season is of what if it, it does get me even more excited once we introduce x-men once we introduce fantastic four like like you could do stuff like go meta again like what if the netflix defenders were in continuity what oh if we God. actually cared about those uh um, I, I would love to see that please so uh just exciting stuff down the line but before we wrap up remind the kids at home any one any final thoughts and two where can the kids find you what are you up to thank you sir uh final thoughts um I love the pacing of this episode, uh, I, despite how frenetic and quick it was, but I'm still on board, loved it. Um, I'm looking forward to more. Um, I'm very jealous of your ability to watch the other two. Uh, I got to wait a week, mm-hmm. but uh, outside of that, hyped. Uh, if you want to see more of me or hear more of me, you can always catch me on youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns. And of course, here on wherever you're listening, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever we have shows called Elseworlds Exchange and Off the Rack, which you can listen to uh, pretty much weekly. And those are reviews or discussions, depending on which title you're listening to. But just listen to it all because you get it all. Yeah, Trust why not? Me. You, you, why not? What else it. are you doing? It's, you're probably still back in your home. Go away, go listen to all the things. Exactly. You have nothing else. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> this is better. This is a better use of your time. Yes. So please, please, please go check all that out. Uh, uh, go support that. You can find this show everywhere that matters at only stupid answers but on twitter you're going to want to yank the vows out of stupid and you can find me at dj talks trash and again if you missed my comic when it was on kickstarter you can pre-order it by going to hellbentcomicbook.com and clicking the pre-order now button uh thank you all for for joining us we will be back next week doing other things and talking about different stuff with different people (laughs) so stay tuned for all that and we will see you then bye everybody